what's going on everyone welcome back to rogue opinions my name is nathan and i am sat here with no real plan rahul in between watching cricket and jimmy doing whatever jimmy does what's going on guys uh coffee is what's going on i hate you i hate you so much Uh, i'm sorry but well you had to record this now so hopefully you won't miss too much of the action yeah yeah thanks thanks that's all right. That's all right. Jimmy, you were at some shows last night. Why don't you tell us all about them? What happened? Can people watch them? Uh, people cannot watch them yet. They're being uh, edited and thrown together. But as of yesterday, I had uh, two back-to-back shows in Richfield Park, New Jersey, Violence and Suffering's Bloody Ro- uh, Roar and Pro Wrestling Magic's Summer Finale, Don't Stop Me Now. Uh, new, new champions were crowned. Uh, a lot of surprising... Things took place. Unfortunately, uh, Teddy Hart sustained a, uh, a knee injury. Uh, hopefully, he gets better soon. Um, a couple people returned. It was a really exciting uh, and emotional 12 hours of wrestling yesterday. Uh, and the second they become available, I'll make sure to let all you fine people know so you guys can watch that and listen to me scream into a microphone for you know most of your day. Sounds good. With Teddy Hart's cat there. Teddy Hart's cat was there. He uh, he was in a fatal four-way match, and he brought the cat, had his cat wrangler. Um, <laughs> we the, meant cat... the cat was in a fatal four-way. <laughs> <laughs> the cat, actually, we did put over on commentary that, like, we uh, one of my commentary partners was saying that uh, this person, this guy's a legend, and this guy, he's the future and the, 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 the past and the present of, of professional wrestling. And I said, and that's just his cat. His cat's been around for decades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there was that whole thing where... Was it the first time you brought the cat out at a show and it looked terrified? And then everyone yeah. got really pissed at him about it. This cat just sort of like curls up into a ball in his arm and like doesn't freak out at all. He usually puts it on the top turnbuckle now and it like hangs out for a few oh, minutes. Oh. It's terrible. I feel terrible for that poor little animal because its brain is not large enough to comprehend what's going on. But uh, <laughs> I can like, hate. Or, yeah, or yeah, yeah, just thinking. Yeah. <laughs> It's just there going, who booked this shit throughout the entire match? The cat's like, I've got so many better ideas. It's like, dude, why don't you just jump, take your claws out, and scratch him? Yeah. Goddamn, tag me in, for fuck's sake, Teddy. I've got this. I've got this, man. I'm holding. I'm playing with the ring rope. Come on now. Let's go. (laughs) Oh. Book it. Wow. Yeah, a brand new Pro Wrestling Magic World Heavyweight Champion, Pinky Sanchez. Congratulations to him. Uh, it's been well over a year of him trying to climb that particular mountain. And last night he was able to defeat, uh, to defeat Danny Moff for the title. Uh, it was spectacular. It was emotional. I watched grown men cry at the end of that show. Tears of joy uh, for their favorite professional wrestler. It was actually a really sweet moment and not one of those things that, that happens very often. And it was, uh, it was a pleasure to be there for sure. Nice. Uh, was it? Was it like the, is he like the Johnny Gargano of uh of that of that promotion? Um, uh, sort of. He's sort of like the backbone of the promotion. He's been there since day one. He's never held a singles title. Um, he went through uh getting suspended and getting brought back and doing an open challenge. He fought uh, Ace Romero a couple months ago. Um, and uh, just he went through everybody that was thrown up against him, and finally he got. His rematch for the title, and he came out on the winning side of it. Um, also from the show, we're probably going to be on Botchamania because a guy who wrestles in a hot dog costume 
did a triple way power bomb like as like the shield but with uh mustard and ketchup bottles as the other members <laughs> of the shield and <laughs> power bombed his opponent who was cosplaying as hollywood hogan through a table that had hot dog buns and thumbtacks on it but the table didn't break oh, uh, that sounds so, painful after from uh Mania has already been contacted and been given the footage, so hopefully that will be on the next uh, episode of Botchamania. Wow, you're going to be YouTube famous. Uh, no, because my, my commentary is probably not on the clip yet, because we had to use a recorder instead of our headsets last night. So basically, oh. so basically Pinky Ch- Sanchez is like a mixture of Kofi Kingston, uh, and who else? John Cena and Daniel Bryan. No, uh, he's more like Daniel Bryan and Johnny Gargano because unlike Kofi Kingston, he's an effective world champion. Wow. Shit. Jimmy's throwing out all the hot takes. He's got them all. He's had his coffee. Yeah, um, I'm up now, baby. I'm fucking rambling and rolling. Let's go. What's wrong with Kofi? I mean... Other than the fact that he's he hasn't had one credible challenger and he's been celebrating his win for three months, like and, that, and that's his fault. I mean, in storyline, sure, yeah. I mean, he's facing Dolph Ziggler. I mean, you can't blame him. I think we need to give him like a couple months more, maybe three months more, maybe like a year more, maybe like three years more, and then we can like decide. Well, if any of the rumors are true, we'll 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 be looking at Shane McMahon as WWE champion. There you go. That's what you want. <laughs> Yeah, according to according to the according to the guy from WrestleVotes, uh, he tweeted out that he had been talking to people about what the possible payoff is for this whole best in the world storyline. And uh, according to like rumor and innuendo and like speculation that uh, Shane McMahon's going to be the one to dethrone Kofi Kingston at SummerSlam. Um, and carry the title <laughs> two months, which all right, right you know what? We're, we're here. We're here. I'm gonna, Might as well. I'm gonna watch that show now. I'm only gonna watch some of them. Here's I mean, the part, and I'm I'm kind of like stealing this opinion a little bit from Kenny at uh, ITR, but I actually would be way more interested to see what they do with Shane McMahon as world champion because like he's actually had a kind of like I'm intrigued by what this whole best in the world thing is leading to, if it's leading to anything at all. And if it leads to him, like, like sneaking the championship away from Kofi Kingston, I mean, like, brother, the heat's going to be nuclear. I mean, <laughs> you stole that opinion from Kenny, so you can call that a rogue opinion. I mean, sure. I mean, that's what we're doing here, right? Uh, was that a segue? Yes. <laughs> He's trying his ass off with the thing. Yeah. Won't yeah. <laughs> it's just like, well, now you said that, like, what? So yeah, let's get on with what the podcast is about. <laughs> That's the worst segue of all time. <laughs> it's nothing to do with anything. It's fine. It's fine. We'll give it another go. Um, yeah, so we're here to do Shane a thing. does have good music. So, and music yeah. is fun. And it's fun to create your own music. So that's There it is. Uh, we are going to be creating a band uh the rules and parameters of this being we can pick any real musicians dead or alive smash them together 
give the band a name. I've got a load of questions to help form the story. Um, so should we jump straight into it? Let's do Sounds it. Sounds like fun. Okay, well, Rahul, you're up first since you're the only one that actually prepared anything. <laughs> there you go. What is, give us the name of your band and what genre? Uh, the name of my band is The Misfit Five. And the genre is psychedelic <laughs> rock. Do you just pause for applause or something? <laughs> yes! No, I did everything! You said the name and you paused or something. Oh shit, am I meant to be clapping? <laughs> no, you said like, ooh, or something. Jesus, it's a good name. The Misfit Five. And the genre is psychedelic rock. Nice. I'm already intrigued. Jimmy, what have you got for us? Um, let's see. Uh, well... I'm going to get to my band name at the end, uh, basically, because I'm building this as I go. Um, so the first member of my band is the lead singer and lead guitarist of a band called Streetlight Manifesto. His name is Thomas Kalnaki. Uh, the genre is uh, ska and punk rock. Latin, Latin. Wow. He's a Latin influenced guitar uh, guitarist, I guess would be the word. Uh He's a Latin-influenced guitarist uh, that, I mean, he's one of the best guitarists on the face of the planet, in my opinion, and he can pretty much make anything uh, entertaining. So that's, that's where... That's Yeah. Wow. wow. That sounds good. The name of my band is um, Coca-Cola Presents Generations Beyond the Sun. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm going to write that down before I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> what, and, um, even? what even <laughs> and my genre is going to be kind of like uh, lake house rock <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, that's what I'm going with um, wow <laughs> Rahul who, who's in your band give us all the members and how did they become a band well that's a big question <laughs> One second. Okay. So the story starts with Michael Jackson. Right. So Michael Jackson was angry at his brothers and felt like he deserved more. He had great ideas, but was limited because of his family. He was drinking at a bar, drowning his sorrow. While he was there, Frank Sinatra was playing the piano and singing That Lady is a Tramp. MG related to it and went on to perform Billie Jean in a blues manner. The two hit it off, starting to rehearse together. One day while rehearsing, a drunk Ringo star came storming into the recording studio, muttering under his breath. They got to talking with MJ and Frank and wanted to prove to the world he didn't need the Beatles to be the best drummer in the world. He played with aggression, but it gave the trio the kick they needed. They performed at a local club once and tore the house down. They sat down for drinks after their gig when John Meyer joined in and talked about how his life was too perfect. He needed someone to bring him back down to earth. So he started playing local gigs with this group. They were starting to take shape, but with different egos, tempers were bound to flare. One day they had a bust up after a gig and Ringo and Meyer almost came to blows 
and out of nowhere, almost out of thin air, appeared Snoop Dogg. He offered them something medicinal to calm them down, and with that, he became part of the group. The Misfit Five was born. Thank you. Wow, that's intense, man. <laughs> it gets more intense. <laughs> that is a star-studded cast if I've ever heard one. <laughs> that is. Jimmy, um, who who else is in your band, and how did they become a band? All right, well, um, the other the other people in my band, it's it's quite simple. While on tour with Streetlight Manifesto, Thomas uh, Kalnaki, as we all heard earlier on, he was uh, doing a festival, and he ran into Travis Barker of Blink-182, who some consider to be one of the most versatile drummers on the face of the planet. All right. The two of them started to talk and just, you know, just jam a little bit. Mark Hoppus was there also from Blink-182, and... Uh, you know, the, the, you know, just a couple other really influential, influential 90s and 2000s pop rock, pop, pop rock and punk rock acts. During this tour, they spent a lot of time just playing uh, songs with one another to kill some time and to, you know, like really relieve some stress from being on the road. Uh, while this had been going on, Travis honestly puts out a little too much music from time to time. I uh, decided to ask Thomas and a few of their friends to record uh, a demo. Um, another one of the people a part of this was Brandon Small from the Death Clock uh, band uh, from the Adult Swim's Metal Apocalypse. Three of them sat down and started to jam out and had a little help from their office. Four of them sat down and wrote about 12 to 13 songs, released one of the greatest records. They went on tour, they hung out for a few years, and then split up. The name of that band is yet to be revealed. That's wow. Be revealed. Good God. They, wow. they, all, they perform under uh, like large comforters. They wear comforters over their heads and play music so no one can tell. My good God. That's one hell of a band. Um, so all the people, well, I'm going to have to say how they're formed first before I give you all the members, um, of my <laughs> band, but Coca-Cola was really looking to break into the music industry and they caught wind, they caught wind of, you know, there's those hologram concerts that you can go to now Yeah. where yeah. it's musicians from the past and they, they project the hologram and they present the song. <laughs> um, so that's what they were looking to do with, um, generations beyond the sun. So they actually put together a quartet of uh, Duke Ellington, uh, Mozart, uh, Henry VIII, and Tupac. All, <laughs> all, all great, all great musicians. Um, and they p- kind of put in the, they started out at Universal Studios, as where all the best hologram acts um, start off, as Google has just told me. And yeah, that's how Coca-Cola presents Generations Beyond the Sun was born, and that's that's why they're just soulless holograms looking to do. Um, what did I say? Lake House Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Wait, what was I doing? What was the name of the? What was the genre? <laughs> yeah, the the Lake House Rock band. Coca-Cola presents Generations Beyond the Sun. Uh, That's the best band name I've ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) 
second and <laughs> The thing is, I misspelled it and I put uh, S O N when I just quickly typed it down instead of S U N, and I'm thinking of leaving it. <laughs> yeah, generations beyond the sun. So what? They're all like uncles and grandfathers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's Co- Coca-Cola presents generations beyond the sun. Um, so there we are. The next question is, um, let's go with Rahul. What was their biggest album slash song? All right. So first of all, they started to work on an album because they were doing well at the local clubs. The album was called Alloy Harmonious. It had songs like Stony Billy with MJ and Snoop on the vocals. Blue Haze with Sonata and Maya with ad-libs from Snoop Dogg. Get Together, which is Ringo just going mad on the drums. And their number one hit, XYZ, with all five at the top of their game. That's it. My good good God. Can't wait to can't wait to get, hear this. Did you get the references though? X Y Z A B C of the Jackson Five. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I I got yes, that right away. Yes. There you I, go. I, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, what was their biggest album slash song? Their biggest album was uh, just with inside the closet door, um, <laughs> where it was entirely recorded inside of a giant wardrobe. Uh, whilst underneath their comforters, um, their biggest their biggest hit was um, Figure One Movement Seventeen, which a seventeen and a half minute free flowing jazz odyssey and shredding guitar solos. Um, it was also ended with a two and a half minute scathing. I mean, literally just burns your skin off listening to it. Drum solo by Travis Barker. Um, Mostly they can't play that song live because it bursts people's eardrums with joy. Um, so it's only ever been heard six times, and the album sold 440 million records. <laughs> so was this a plan for mass genocide? <laughs> yeah, this is just beginning to sound like a threat. it already happened years ago see that's the thing it happened years ago the song's only been heard six times um and uh, but it it it's the record sold so much everyone just skips over that one song because you can't listen to it without without your eardrums blowing out from joy literally like you get like rainbow colored uh and glittery like ooze dripping out of your ears which is the chemical composite of pure joy and ecstasy i think I think um, Hitler heard the song the first time and he got a great idea that I can use the song to do lots of great things. Wait, 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 wait. No, I'm going to stop you right there. You mentioned Hitler. Okay, so it's, it's not a hard turn to go into some real crazy shit right now, Raul. So let's pump the break. I, I didn't say anything. He <laughs> like music. Let's turn back onto the main road. Listen, when he took a break from the stuff he did, he liked to listen to music. I mean, hey, him and Ava Braun had to take six months off and write a fucking record. <laughs> oh. They covered a George record called uh, uh, A List of People I Can Do Without. That was the name of their record. There you go. <laughs> a lot of thought has gone into this. <laughs> Dude, a left turn to go some real dark shit roll. <laughs> yeah. 
so back to Coca-Cola presents Generations <laughs> Beyond the Sun. Their, yes. <laughs> their biggest album was called um, Soulless, but we're still here. Parentheses only because of modern technology. <laughs> And the biggest song on that was actually a Green Sleeves cover featuring Skrillex. And Fucking <laughs> Skrillex is your no. <laughs> and it was a real big hit because it was actually um, it was actually the main song for the new Cars movie. So they had a nice corporate tie in there. And if you bought the album, you also got half of a normal sized Coke Zero. So that really helped with that really helped with sales. Um, but you could also only stream it, so you had to send off for the Coke Zero. Uh, but you got it eventually. You got it eventually. But it was really fizzed up, so they got in a bit of trouble for that because it was just nuts. I mean, digital Coke Zero will be kind of fizzy. Well, I don't know how well your post people in India handle things, but over here. It's going to be fizzed up. So wait, when it when you say it was half a Coke Zero, was it like the half that's just the foam at the top repackaged into like a sippy cup of some kind? Well, that was a really good thing because they were actually sending full-sized bottles, but with just half the Coke Zero in. So oh, it it quickly became a it quickly became apparent that they'd actually, there was a bit of at the factory they were asking people to pour half of full bottles down the drain and then they were just posting off those to anyone that bought the album um soulless but still here parentheses because of modern technology i mean that's just poor management why would you pour it out well it's coca-cola they can do what they want they they were proud enough to release vanilla coke so i don't see this as being beyond them yeah that drink that's the worst thing ever made but man thank you that's really what i was looking for but yeah um, so Rahul, why were your band kicked off of the lineup at Coachella? Wait, you just don't jump into why they were kicked out. They first of all blew up, so they got called up to Coachella. It was like their greatest moment, right? It was a chance to go big. But then that's the thing, right? Yeah, these people what? needed Coachella hey, too. Hey God. What in the question didn't give away that they were originally on the lineup? <laughs> no, that's fine. But then the thing is, I don't want you to say that they got kicked down. That ruins the surprise. Well, that, that's the question: was why were they kicked off of the lineup at Coachella? That's a fucking stupid question. All right, these then. are the questions you sent me. No, you made these questions. <laughs> Wait one sec. No, no, no. Off the record, you made these questions. What do you mean off the record? Do you want me to pause it? <laughs> like, no, no. You um, no. I asked you earlier. I said, what were the questions again? And you sent them to me. Because these are the questions that you had sent to me, idiot. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. First off, yeah. apologies. Yeah. I'm not going to edit this, right. but I will add a new question, which is how did they get on the lineup at Coachella? They, no, they, they, they got on because they, they were good. But what happened there is a mystery, and that's what I'm going to get into now. Okay. So first of all, they blew up and got called up to perform at Coachella. All seemed oh, right. Wow. Yes, right? Surprise. So oh, my seemed, oh, all, my God. Oh, my God. All seemed right. The band showed up at the festival, and just before they went up, the Beatles came out. And the drummer was John Lennon. 
basically John Lennon had said that Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. So, so that sent Ringo insane. That was it. That was the last straw. Ringo lost it. He flipped. He ran out of the stage and tackled Lennon, strangled him, blinded by rage of his own insecurities. He almost killed John Lennon. That was until security separated the two, and the band was kicked out. Lennon got up, thanking the security for saving his life, and then proceeded to get shot by a person in the crowd. Oh, oh, that's not very nice. I mean, Did, do you guys ever um, do you guys ever watch Thomas the Tank Engine, and then you just hear Ringo Starr's voice, and you're like, man, this is weird. I mean, I will a, now. Do you never you never know that that he's the voice know. of one of the trains. It's really weird. Just that's just a complete aside. So in your universe, John <laughs> Lennon got killed at Coachella. Uh, he, he got shot. I think I don't know where I got that idea from, but I think it just made sense somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> it just sounds right for Coachella. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jimmy, I don't know what form you want this question to go in, um, but I'm just going to say Coachella. Yeah. Well, thank you. That is a good question, because uh, in the in the long running history of this band, um, they released that one record. Things were going really, really well. Um, but then they just no showed Coachella because uh, they couldn't find their way out from under their comforters inside the closet from recording their last record. And um, they just sort of got used to living in there. Um, and, uh, by the time they found their way out, their eyes had adjusted to being in total darkness. Um, so they just decided, eh, we're too good for Coachella. We're not going to go. And, uh, just no showed it. Well, they, they, the thing is, is that with the, the level at which their music was being produced, they always intended on being a in-studio band, but with the love for performing that all of these, these members have, they, they they wanted to be there on some level, but by the time they had found their way out of the, uh, the closet that they recorded their last record in, they just it just it, it became it became too much for them, and the experience that they went through trying to get out of that closet to begin with fueled the uh, necessary uh, the necessary parts for them to be able to go back into that closet and record yet another. Ah, that makes sense. Indeed. It does, yeah. Some Somehow, some way, it does. Uh, I mean, this is well, so well um, thought out. I mean, so well planned. It's like It all fits together. Yeah. It is weird that all three of us sound just as prepared, considering <laughs> only one of us prepared. <laughs> considering but, I woke up an hour and a half ago. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, it's my fault that I cared enough, right? Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Change your tampon, would you, dude? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're one step away from... I live in India, you. okay? I live in India. Like We use the same tampon for at least a year. <laughs> oh, no, God damn it. Yeah, that's so gross. gross. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is a lot of people dying of sepsis. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. We have two billion people. We need to get cut down on the population somehow. So, so every person in India is given one tampon to use for the remainder of their lifetime. Yeah, and when they come back, 
the government knows that they failed because their aim was to kill that person and they, they survived. So. Yeah, it seems like there's way, way easier ways to go about that. But someone really overthought that plan. I wonder. Who, I wonder who's responsible for overthinking here. All right, let's just get on. Like, Nathan, you dude, you don't need to start on yourself. Like it's fine. You prepared. We get it. Fuck this. <laughs> Anyway, Coca-Cola presents Generations Beyond the Sun. They were invited <laughs> yes. to Coachella, but it actually turned out that part of the Jonas Brothers have just reformed. I don't know if you guys have heard of the Jonas Brothers. They're famous. Yeah, I have. But it actually turns out that their rider to um, perform at Coachella is they cannot be within 10 feet of a hologram. And it's because Nick Jonas uh, believes in that it will be the second coming of Christ if he ever sees one and will go literally insane and break up the band again. Also, there was this Pepsi partnership and Coca-Cola didn't want to get involved. So that, that makes sense. I mean, that's the part that makes sense. Yeah. Well, not that Nick Jonas is afraid of holograms. Like, that's a fact. So, like, I don't, I don't want to consider that. Like, that's a fact. We know that. But then... Well, we don't want to start insulting people for phobias. And um, it's not Nick's fault. So I really hope one of them's called Nick because I'm just doing that off of the memory. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it. one of them is Nick Jones. One of them's an actual, like, pretty decent actor. So I think it was Nick. One's Nick, one's Joe, and the other no one cares about, I think. Ah, but yeah, and then there was a corporate backlash from a Pepsi sponsorship. But Pepsi, the thing is, Pepsi were only sponsoring the silent disco. But, you know, you know how lawyers are. Big yeah. wigs, mm-hmm. and apparently Coca-Cola and Pepsi can't be in the same place at the same time. Also, there's that conspiracy that Tupac isn't actually dead, and at this point, the holograms were getting so good that it was sending a lot of people a bit weird. What and does that have go. to do with Tupac being alive? Uh, because because they were projecting his hologram onto stage. Oh, so it wasn't a hologram, is what you're saying? No, Jimmy, have I poorly explained this? No, you, you explained it pretty well. Wait, oh, okay. what? Just making sure it wasn't me. Did it... So, what? No, 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 no. no. Cons- <laughs> Tupac is alive, you're saying. So that means no. that that wasn't a hologram. No, that's not what I said. The, he I said, said that there's the a conspiracy theory that right. says that uh, Tupac is alive. He's right. on. He's actually on an island living with Biggie, the Black Michael Jackson, uh, Gary Coleman, yeah. and uh, Senator Rob. Uh, I'm sorry, Mayor Rob Ford from Canada. And Kane. Right? Oh, yes, and Kane. But no, I was saying the hologram was getting so good and realistic that people were beginning to believe that it wasn't a hologram, which led to the conspiracy theory, right? No, no, the conspiracy theory is no, always... The, the conspiracy theory is a real thing. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, I don't know how these two things correlate. <sighs> so around the time... Around the time... <laughs> the Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac were killed immediately back in, what was it, 94, 96, something like that, yes. people sure. started to say yeah. that they had faked their death. Um, I know, Shug Knight killed them, but then it, there was footage of them chilling. I know that, that's not the point. The thing is, 
him saying that about him talking about the conspiracy theory and then talking about the holograms being too real how were they related because, because people, people believe the conspiracy theory that's what so i'm then saying they see, then they see this hologram and they I start said that. you people said no that's not the case no because you were saying to me also oh, it's not a hologram in fact uh, it, it's so realistic that you're even struggling to work it out that's how good this oh, hologram is man i see you use your jedi mind tricks on me Coca-Cola has the money to make their holograms look as good as humanly possible, dude. Pretty much. It's, it's nice to give so people full cokes. Sorry? They can't give people full cokes, but they can make human-like holograms. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, man. Okay. You're... Fair enough. You're okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Dude, it's a hologram. He's He's dead. He's not you just dead. gotta let it go, man. You weren't dead. even alive when this happened. He's not dead. <laughs> Rahul, if you're over the trauma, um, how did the or why did they break up? You don't need to again during the suspense. Okay, so they so okay so the whole Coachella thing happened, which basically ruined the band because now no one trusted them. And then they never got over it. Basically, Maya never forgave Ringo for ruining the chance to shine. Maya missed the spotlight, despite this being the reason why he left. Maya realized he's meant to be the best and left the band. Sinatra realized he enjoyed performing at local clubs and having a good time more than achieving fame. So he left as well. MJ started to turn white and decided he can be a global star alone because now he was white. So he left as well. Snoop Dogg was high in some corner of the room, leaving Ringo alone all over again. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what do you want me to say? They broke up. Oh, that's real sad, man. Uh, Jimmy, why did your band break up? Well, while they were recording their follow-up record uh, in the closet, um... During, during that time, um, one of them needed to go to the bathroom. Um, so when, um, let, let's just say for argument's sake, it was Travis Barker. Uh, he decided to leave, but then when he left, he wandered into an adjoining uh, single-person standing wardrobe. Um, and he just stayed in there and recorded a solo record. The other guys just, they, they waited for him for a little while and started to come out uh into the rest of the house and uh they just never got back together and finished a record so i mean it's not really that they broke up it's more along the lines of that they're on an indefinite hiatus oh that's sad do you think they'll ever come back i mean it just it depends on when all of them are under their comforters in the closet again but they're busy they're busy yeah i mean anything could happen so they're like backstreet boys basically yeah. yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. I'd argue exactly the same. <laughs> That's where Jimmy got his story from. Pretty much, yeah. He's just doing the Backstreet. He's just got a, an advanced copy of the Backstreet Boys movie. <laughs> I've been write, I've been writing it for so many years. It's just it's been it's been hard going. So I got to get the story out there somehow. So Travis, the last song is "I Wanted This Way." No, their last song that they ever recorded was. 
why aren't there enough metal hangers? Uh, <laughs> fair enough. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's a good question. <laughs> exactly. You always run out before you finish hanging all your shirts, and then you got to go down to Target or something, and it's just ridiculous. And who wants to go to Target? Nobody, because the entire system was down yesterday across the world. Is Target the one that has the pop-up Pizza Huts in it? What? Uh, possibly? I, I know that my, my store is a, a Starbucks, so I'm not sure what the other ones have. Okay. Okay. But anyway, back to Coca-Cola presents Generations Beyond the Sun. You um, have to like, say the name again and again, don't you? So much. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the only thing I've written down. <laughs> so whenever I look at my screen, that's all I can see. <laughs> um, they were re- they were recording a Henry VIII was doing one ballad. They were using his hologram to do a song called Six Wives No Time. And then... <laughs> Six Wives No Time. He's got 99 problems and a wife is each one of them. I was going to say, that had to be the title. <laughs> Best opportunity. And uh, yeah, they were, they were recording it when someone accidentally formatted over the audio card and deleted all the holograms. So it's over. <laughs> there was, they tried to recover it, but there was no recovering it. Uh, there was a whole kind of legal case, but then Coca-Cola brushed it under and actually just um, reformed a new group for their next advertising campaign called Generations Beyond the Daughter. Um, but the members are not confirmed yet. Oh. And, and there we go. Mostly because I haven't thought of it. That's what's <laughs> It's over. It's over, man. And that's the end of them. So, Rahul, next question. What are you, what are your band up to these days? Well, um, two of them died. So Sinatra died doing what he loved, which is enjoying himself and his music and his whiskey. MJ got into a lot of weird shit, which I have been told not to talk about. And, and, and he died as well. Um, John Mayer went on to become the best musician of all time, but it felt like a hollow accolade. Ringo Starr went on to become a farmer, the best farmer ever. Which is all he wanted to be. The best ever. Snoop Dogg is high somewhere. I don't know where, but he's high somewhere. So He's yeah. probably probably talking to Joe Rogan. <sighs> yeah, maybe. Because Unshroom's being like legalized in America slowly in all states somehow. That's a thing? Yeah, some of them are. It's like, th- it's like 13 states uh, have it legalized for recreational use. Another 21 of them have it for medical, and then the rest are just like, it's still 1,700. Fuck marijuana. I mean, I'm disappointed you didn't go with your Texan accent, because that just fits there. I mean, I, we could redo it. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll sit here and act like a Southern prospector for the rest of the show. Uh, I mean, yeah. Before yeah. you do that, though, what are your band up to these days? Um, well, uh, Thomas from uh, Streetlight Manifesto had recently just been on tour uh, with his other band, uh, Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution. They did a large 41-piece orchestra version of some of their songs through theaters in the States. Uh, Brandon Small has been working on a new comic book and band called Galacticon, and... 
uh, Travis and Mark, they are getting set to release a new Blink-182 record. So they've all gone back their separate ways and focused on what brought them to the dance in the first place. But somewhere in their hearts and their minds, they'll they'll never forget the time that they spent together in that closet under their comforters. Oh, that's, that's nice. Um, it's a happy ending. My band are all gone. Because... <laughs> <laughs> That guy formatted over the audio card and deleted them. Um, There was a brief moment where, for some reason, uh, the entire lyrics for Tupac's, was it California? California? Is that his song? California Love. California Love just appeared on a screen. And there is a fan theory that, have you guys seen Ex Machina? No. Uh, It's a film about a robot. It's a film about uh, a robot that tries to get freedom and there is a fan theory that that's actually Tupac's hologram and it became self-aware and still exists somewhere um but nah they're gone man Coca-Cola have moved on wait is better things isn't Ex Machina played by Alicia Vikando (sighs) allegedly but who knows the truth you know what Hollywood's like yeah true (laughs) and that's that so they're gone your band are all dead, Rahul. Not all of them, oh. two of them. Because, and then John Lennon died as well by getting shot by someone. Aww. Well, those are some good bands, but I'm going to ask you guys this question. If there was a festival and these bands all went one after another, uh, what order would you put them in? I think the Coca-Cola, go, the, the Coca-Cola one goes first because the holograms, so they need to be done before everyone goes off from their tech support work so they need to get that done early then comes in jimmy's band because i don't know any of their names really so uh, i mean they're like just a mid-card act and then the main event is michael jackson john meyer john and dying somewhere ringo star and whoever else i named so yeah uh, jimmy what do you reckon well, I feel like uh, Raul's band goes on first. You got to get the you got to get the crowd pumped. You got to get the crowd into it. You know, you got to lead the crowd in with something that's going to be exciting, and then yet to be revealed uh, if they can find their way out of their recording studio slash closet. They they're going to go on second, and based on band name alone, Coca Cola presents Generations Beyond the Sun has to close out the show with that big extravaganza. Um, that's got to be the way it goes. Yeah, I actually agree with that. <laughs> because cause just imagine, the end of it, it's two in the morning at a festival. You're sat in the middle of a field. You're high off your tits. And you just go, is that Mozart dancing with Tupac? Grinding on Tupac. I want to change my answer. I changed my answer to the same thing that you said. <laughs> You're like, why, why, why is, is that Duke Ellington? Are they doing Lake House Rock? Like, <laughs> I forgot the genre Steakhouse Dog. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, G. Kellington, Henry VIII, Mozart, and Tupac doing Lake House Rock. Whilst they're all wearing Coca Cola merchandise. Oh, wow. All Coca-Cola merchandise. and everything are all like branded. Oh, yeah, it's, all, it's all branded, and you've just got either side, you've just got um, two people just. Uh, throwing cans of coke out to the crowd and that's their pyro because all the money went on the holograms so there's no money for fireworks but everyone gets a coke 
Oh, that's good. That's good times. They get half that a Coke really... and a full Coke. If you go to the concert, you get a full Coke. Oh. But if you bought the album, then you only get half a Coke. And Fair you have enough. to send off for it because you can only stream the album. No physical discs. We don't need that waste. It's not worth it. Indeed. Just not worth it. Ah, well, I think we killed this, so we'll end it here. <laughs> speaking of speaking of things speaking that of aren't killing. worth it, this episode is now coming to a close, and <laughs> pretty funny. Speaking yeah. of killing, ah, a good segue. <laughs> Finally, a good segue. Um, yeah, guys, watch out for Coca Cola presents Generations Beyond the Sun um, on iTunes. You can also find loads of our podcasts on iTunes. So. Go back through loads of wrestling reviews, um, Kayfabe Core as well. There's going to be another one coming up, uh, hopefully soon. Uh, but we will let you know. Follow us on Twitter at rogue underscore opinion. Rahul, where can humans find you if they want to? Nowhere. Nowhere. Thank you, Jimmy. What's going on? Give us your plugs. Uh, let's see. Uh. I don't think I have too much going on over the next couple of months, but if you want to see me uh, on the interwebs, follow me at Mr. Riot. That's M-R-R-I-0-T, because Counter-Strike was a thing when I was a kid. Um, And leave me alone on Facebook. Go back in our archives and listen to some of our fun stuff. We do have another kayfabe court that we're uh, setting up. It is my turn to be the judge, and I will rule with an iron fist. God dang it. Um... Yeah, and also, you know, um, a lot of the the bands that uh, I brought up are actually some of my favorite bands on the planet. So please, if you haven't looked into them yet, follow at S Manifesto on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Those are the guys from Streetlight Manifesto. Their their albums are really just fun and really good. Some of them are concept records about being on a pirate ship, uh, and just it's a lot of really fun things. So if you if you like good music, listen to them. Uh, follow wrestling at wrestling is magic on Twitter for pro wrestling magic. And I'll be able to, uh, let you guys know when we get our streaming services up, uh, when that actually happens. Uh, other than that, it's been fun shooting the shit with you guys again. Thanks for having me. Yeah. That's all right, mate. Anytime. Um, did you guys know Randall? I know we're trying to end this, but you, something you just said just reminded me, did you know Macaulay Culkin is in a band that only sings about pizza? Yeah. I didn't it's know like, that, but I am not surprised. Yeah, that's that blew my mind. Though. I was like, they only sing about pizza, but yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, you can find me at Nathan Greenaway, as we said. we got loads of stuff. If you guys wouldn't mind, if you do listen to a podcast, go give it a rating on iTunes as well, preferably five stars. Any less, don't bother. But thank you. That'll just help us get more, more noticed. But that'll be us done now, so bye now. Bye! bye. A man with a face and a name I don't remember Lives in the house in the middle of the woods He said, one son, don't you laugh out loud Are they listening? Oh, they are listening Ooh, we gotta be strong